My dear ones, may Jesus Christ be praised both now and forever. Amen. In the life of the Roman Catholic Church, today's solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, is really a relatively new celebration, begun by Pope Pius XI in 1925 as a response to the end of the First World War, the war that was to end all wars. Today we celebrate that feast on its 91st birthday. As a young child, growing up, I remember this feast day so clearly. The sisters made a great deal of it. Our pastor, we only had one pastor for 55 years, really whipped the, soul, the servers into shape. The church had to be spotless and the altar magnificently dedicated. Perhaps it was because the feast was really still then new. I was in grade school in the 1960s. So it made a profound impression upon me. And Father's sermon on that Sunday was always especially strong and vibrant. We used to joke that in our neighborhood that surrounded the church, he didn't really need a microphone. We could hear him at home if the windows were opened. A tremendous feast. This year, we have the great privilege and the singular grace of linking the celebration of the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, with the conclusion of the year of mercy. And there could be no better way than to celebrate the feast of Christ the King than to remember his mercy. In his book, Interior Freedom, the spiritual writer, Father Philippe, talks about mature Christians. And in it, he says, the mature Christian is the person who realizes that really there is but one choice, to turn it all over to God. Because we've tried everything else and we've come out beaten up, a failure, frustrated. And finally, we say, all right, Lord, what do you want? You see, so often when we pray, we pray in a rather incorrect way. We pray, you know, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Lord, lead me to this. Lord, lead me to that. And that's certainly part of prayer. But the essence of prayer, the real prayer, is the prayer when we stop saying, Lord, lead me. Lord, give me. Lord, I need. And our prayer becomes, Lord, what do you want? Father Philippe goes on to write that when the mature Christian comes to this point and says, I can do no more. Here it is. 
Now, you show me what you want. It's at that point that the believer knows mercy in the most profound way that we know mercy. It is complete, total, and utter surrender. It is the turning over of our lives to God in a way that in the Johannine literature would say, unless the grain of wheat fall into the ground and dies, it remains such a single grain. Yet, it's in that surrender that we know mercy, that we know peace. And even though it might look confusing to the world, we know triumph. We celebrate this feast with the most regal of names, our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. His throne, a cross. His kingship gained by total and utter and complete surrender. It was literally that he handed himself over and said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. In the sight of the world, he was a complete failure because of that cross. Yet from that cross flowed love and mercy, redemption and forgiveness. As we heard in that wonderful reading from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, it is in the blood of his cross that we know peace and all things are reconciled to him. On this great feast of Christ the King, the issue that is before us is what is the surrender you have to make? The surrender in your marriages, in your parenting, at work, at school. What is the surrender you need to make towards grief or illness or unemployment or the uncertain state of our world? What's the surrender? When we are able to name that surrender and bow before the mystery, the mystery of Christ's love and redemption, the mystery of triumph through a cross, then you and I will begin to know the road of Christian maturity then you and I will begin to be touched by the unbelievable mercy of God. And having been touched by that mercy, we may just a little begin to show that mercy to others in the lack of internal judgment, in the lack of charity, and the lack of suspicion, we may finally be able to give to others from the abundance of the mercy we have been given. But first, we must name the surrender. 
What will happen to us if we name that surrender? We will be like our king. The road may not be easy, but the road will lead to him. To him who is our peace. To him who is mercy. To the one himself who is the goal of all our living. As Jesus says to the good thief today, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. As we surrender to the Lord, he says the same thing to us. You and your concerns are with me in paradise. If you would but name them, and give them to me so that I might be your king. One of the great things that my pastor at home did when we were children was that he made us memorize the act of dedication of the human race to Jesus Christ the King. That act of dedication is found on these little sheets of paper at the end of most of the pews. There is a plenary indulgence attached to it. I'd like to conclude this brief reflection by praying that prayer. If the papers have grown feet and gone home, I ask that we pray it together in one voice that others may hear it and take it in. And so we pray together. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, Look down upon us humbly prostrate before you. We are yours and yours we wish to be. And to be more surely united with you, behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to your most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known you. Many too, despising your precepts, have rejected you. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus and draw them to your sacred heart. Be king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken you, but also of the prodigal children who have abandoned you. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions, or whom discord keeps aloof, and call them back to the harbor of truth and the unity of faith, so that soon there may be one flock and one shepherd. Grant, O Lord, to your church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm. Drink, give tranquility of order to all nations. Make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Amen.